Welcome to 10 Minutes, the Breakout Investor Podcast. Today we are going to discuss Intrusion, ticker INTZ. And joining to introduce the company is breakout investor Aaron Warwick. But first, a disclaimer no one on this call is an investment advisor, and no one is providing investment advice. This podcast is for informational purposes only. Before investing in any company stock, you must do your own research. Supporting materials for today's discussion will be posted on the Breakout Investors Discussion app, which can, which can be accessed via your browser at app.breakoutinvestors.com, or you can download the mobile app by visiting the Apple or Android app stores. The application and much of the research content is free. Now to our topic, Intrusion, ticker INTZ. Aaron, this company has been bouncing around the community for about two years now. Uh, you and I had a lot of fun with it a while back when we came to realize that the CEO was a little bit off. Uh, would you um, be willing to uh, give a little bit of history and then update the community on your new thesis with respect to intrusion? Yeah, sure. Uh, I was first introduced to intrusion after we had the COVID crash where you know virtually every stock dropped. And in the case of intrusion, one of the reasons for that drop is because uh, of a delay in some business with the federal government, uh, with, with the government basically shut down, a lot of offices shut down, and a huge portion of their revenue coming from that with uh, some consultant uh, consultancy-type work uh, as it relates to cybersecurity issues. Um, but the thesis at the time when I first introduced intrusion to the community was that, you know, that business would eventually come back online, and then also uh, prior to that, they had had the death uh, of their co-founder and, and CEO, Ward Paxton, and the thought was that the company would likely be sold. So that was initially when uh, I, I made my first investment. Um, instead of the company being sold, what actually happened is they did bring in uh, a CEO. Uh, the CEO talked about a new product that the company was working on called Shield, that product still exists and is still uh, the future uh, potential growth driver for the company and is, well, is the center of my investment thesis right now, which we'll get to, I'm sure, in a bit. Uh, but as you said, uh, we, we sort of discovered that the former CEO, as you put it nicely, was a little off. Um, another way to say is that he overpromised and underdelivered. another nice way to say it. Um, and, and ultimately, you know, he parted ways, uh, the company parted ways with him. And so the rest of that is history. But in the meantime, I've kept my eye on the company and we can perhaps get into now why I decided to get back in. Absolutely. So why are you interested in this company? Well, to be frank, I thought I would never invest in intrusion again after what happened. Uh, they burned a lot of bridges, um, I'm sure, in the, uh, with potential clients as well as uh, multiple investors. Uh, but what really shocked me um, when I saw that they introduced a new CEO, I believe it was in November of 2021. But in any case, uh, looking at his resume, uh, it just blew me away. I mean, you're talking about, I think right now, intrusions around a $60 million market cap uh, company. And the CEO since 1999 up through 2017 has been a high level position at GM. It, I think it was like the chief technical officer or something like that. And then he's been the CIO at Walt Disney, uh, Microsoft, VMware, and then served for two years as uh, the federal CIO under the Obama administration from 2015 to 2017. So highly impressive resume. And that, that uh, made me take interest and in, in continue to follow the story. 
if nothing else, you've got to be interested because the last guy claimed to be more or less what this guy actually is. Now, when we looked into the uh, background of the prior CEO, we found a bunch of holes. I assume as part of your diligence this time around, you've, you've really checked this guy out. And this guy really is uh, a high level uh, chief technology officer. Yeah, it's remarkable. I mean, the first thing I said when I when I looked at the press release and, and saw his resume was it seems like this is like the former CEO was trying to model his alleged career after this guy. I mean, really remarkable, uh, including the stint with the federal government. But like you said, uh, a lot of the things that the previous CEO did, while there were kernels of truth to them, uh, it was often overblown the role that he had. And, and we discovered that in our due diligence, um, brought up some of those questions even with him and didn't receive satisfactory answers. And so that's when we, you know, that's when we left the investment. So the introduction to intrusion in 2022, and this, this comes off of the hiring of this guy in November is any company that can attract somebody of the stature of Tony Scott has got to have something very significant. That's the basis for your, your interest. And so what have you found? Yeah, that, that and the fact that I always believed that intrusion had some something there. There was some valuable intellectual property. They have been doing uh, work for the Department of Defense, uh, cybersecurity contract work for the last 20 years. And I don't think the Department of Defense is going to just let anybody in. He, Tom, Dick or Harry into their operation. And oh, well, it's, it's, it's one thing to have a consulting contract with the government. It's another thing to roll a, a, a general release software application. Oh, absolutely. And that's where that's where, you know, I saw as looking through the last two conference calls, the fourth quarter of 21, when Tony Scott had his first um, introduction to the market as a whole with intrusion. And then this the first quarter of 22, that conference call, you can see that he has um, a, a very precise, reasonable vision and roadmap for how this process is going to go. And he's being, you know, he's very much uh contrary to the other CEO that said, oh, you know, this product is going to revolutionize the world of cybersecurity. There's actually a quote, I believe it was from the fourth quarter conference call, where Tony Scott said, you know, we're just like most other cybersecurity companies in the sense that their product is going to complement all the other ones. So he's not advertising, you know, this is the be all end all. It doesn't need to be when you're $60 million market cap company, this is a $60 billion company. You don't need to uh, be the be all end all, uh, but they do have a product that works and they have been doing some R&D. They've switched from spending their money on sales that were producing no results under the former CEO. And all of that money has been going into R&D to making improvements to the product. Uh, they actually just, and I think it was last week, announced um, a new reseller agreement that they have uh, with the company Intercore Technologies uh, have signaled to the market there should be more of those coming. And then what what they've really uh, talked about or hinted at on the conference calls is a partnership with a large player in the cybersecurity space sometime probably in the third quarter, at least by the end of the year. Well, if I could jump to the bottom line, the reality is that cybersecurity is a massive problem and it's not unusual for large corporations to have a multi-layered defensive system. And what intrusion potentially has is through its work with the government, a more comprehensive list of IP addresses that are affiliated or associated with risks. And if they can find a way to integrate their database of risk IP addresses 
into some or all of the existing cybersecurity uh, software applications, uh, they could potentially have a very significant business without having to do much on the sales side. What, they've, what they bring is another layer of protection on top of some of the, uh, some of the, the giant solutions already out there. And their solution can be deep, can make, make protection deeper and broader. And I think that you've got an example from a recent conference call where they, they, they protected somebody by adding that additional layer of security. Yeah, my understanding, they hadn't announced Intercore Technologies, which is, uh, uh, again, a part of a reseller agreement. They uh, Intercore um, works specifically in the hospitality industry. I don't know who the final customer was that had this product, but they have a large, you know, fairly good-sized customer that has installed Intrusion Shield. And within the first week, and this was just by happenstance, but in the first week, uh, Shield protected what would have been had they not had shield because it did get around what they were using previously, uh, they would have had a major uh, situation to deal with there that would have harmed their business, but shield prevented it. So, you know, they, they mentioned that on the first quarter conference call. Um, and uh, again, that was with the, in partnership with this intercourse. So it has something to do with the hospitality industry. It's, and it's not inconsistent with what was being claimed before, but now a different approach, different level of promises, a different business strategy, and very much a different leader. You're intrigued thinking that this technology, this additional layer of security might have some legs. Uh, what, what, what do you think can happen with uh, this company and with the stock price? Yeah, good question. The company has been extremely transparent that they need to raise 15 to $20 million to be able to, to survive, to get to the point where uh, you know, their break even or better. To that end, they've already um, raised $10 million uh, through unsecured debt. Now, interestingly, the unsecured debt has a maturity of 18 months. So you can see on the conference called transcripts reading through the uh, Q&A, um, you can see that the company expects, you know, to be able to pay back that $10 million over the next 18 months. How they do that, I'm not sure. They've also said that they plan to um, you know, have an equity raise. In addition, I, I expect uh, based on the history of this company, that there will be some insiders participating, that there would be um, probably some people that are familiar with the company. There are already investors that are going to participate in that, but it shouldn't be a major raise. And I think the, you know, that they will only do that at a higher stock price. They don't want to do that now, which is why they took on this unsecured debt. So my, my feeling on this is that uh, you know, they've been very clear about the, the third quarter or so that, that they should be able to announce a partnership with a large player, an OEM, or somebody that's a big name in cybersecurity, and uh, you know, if they do, if they do that, I think the stock price is going to rally because this uh, basically va would validate the fact that Shield works. And if Shield works, there should be a market for it. And uh, so I would just assume, uh, based on that, and then based upon what they're signaling as it relates to the government work, which still is never fully recovered. Uh, that's for two reasons. Number one is uh, the government was operating under a continuing resolution and not a, a federal budget where well, we just had the passage of a federal budget and uh, I believe it was in March. So the company said in Q2 and Q3, we should see uh, growth on the federal government side. Again, their traditional uh, contracting business. I also found out um, through my research that for some reason, the former CEO had de really de-emphasized that government contract work, which the current CEO has uh, reassured the, 
the government contacts that they're not stepping away from that business at all. And in fact, he's spoken about uh, ramping up the federal government business, not in the contract side, but as it relates to S.H.I.E.L.D. and obviously being the federal CIO, uh, Mr. Scott has uh, plenty of contacts, you know, in, in the federal government. Um, so I think, you know, all in all, um, based upon what they're talking about, how much money they need and when that's due, you know, I think that we could see in the next, uh, say, year to 18 months, uh, 20 to $30 million uh, revenue run rate for the company. Okay. All right. Well, I know you're, you're working on a Seeking Alpha article, so we don't need to get into great detail here. This is just an introductory uh, quick hit uh, with respect to intrusion. I, it's my understanding that you've taken a position. How do you think that people should look to trade this? If, if they're going to be doing an equity raise soon, should uh, investors, uh, people interested in the name get in now or should they wait? Well, of course, my answer is to be in it right now, uh, which is you know why I'm in it. But I'll tell you the reason why because I initially said what you what you just alluded to is that you know, and they've made it clear they're going to do a capital raise. And so I thought, well, I'll wait until then. Well, I don't think they're going to do a capital raise until the share price is much higher, and I believe the share price will be much higher uh, when they announce any sort of partnership that they again plan to do in the. Uh, finalized sometime in the third quarter. I think it validates what they're doing. I think it would justify a higher stock price. And that would seem to me to be the time that they would want to do an equity raise uh, would be at that time, not down here, you know, around $3 or less per share. And so you'd have much less dilution uh, at those higher prices. I, you know, in, in terms of how to trade around it, one of the things that I'm uh, telling people right now is that right now, more than what I usually do, this is a qualitative analysis versus a quantitative analysis, because I don't have, you know, we don't have specific numbers, um, but it's really more an investment um, in Tony Scott and his resume coming to a company like Intrusion, uh, thinking, you know, there, there has to be something there. And therefore, I want at least to have some position uh, in that company right now. All right. I think that's a good bottom line. And I know you'll keep uh, readers on the platform informed as you monitor the company. You have conversations with uh, management and people around the company. So we'll call it 10 minutes here. Thank you very much, Aaron. We are Breakout Investors. This podcast is meant as an easy on-ramp to understanding today's company and the research and collaboration we do. Please join us for discussion on intrusion and other small cap names with catalysts on our discussion platform at app.breakoutinvestors.com or via Apple or Android App Store downloads. The Breakout Investor 10-Minute Podcast is syndicated and available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please subscribe, listen, and give us a five-star review. Some or all the speakers may maintain positions in the securities discussed in this podcast. The views in this podcast expressed are those of the speakers, not breakout investors. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon as a basis for investment decisions. Neither breakout investors nor any of its affiliates makes any representation or warranty expressed or implied as to the accuracy or completeness of the statements or any information presented by this podcast and any liability, including in respect of direct, indirect, or consequential loss or damage, therefore is expressly disclaimed. No one on this podcast is an investment advisor. No one is providing investment advice. Before investing in any company's stock, you must do your own research. Thank you for listening.